0: Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, pastor, author, and founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. And today we will begin with a word of prayer and then we'll begin to talk about our talents. We begin to talk about our talents. Father God, we thank you for your work, for who you are in our lives. Father, we thank and glorify your name, God, and we pray, Lord God, that your word will enrich our lives. Your word will cause us to continue to go forth in you, Father. Thank you for showing us who you created us to be and helping us know why we're here. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences broadcast. I. I am your host, founder, Denise M. Walker of Hope in Christ Ministries. And here at Hope in Christ, we continue to maintain a healthy, overcoming purpose and eternal perspective life. We we walk in it as we search for Christ and we help to walk in true relationship with him. So we're going to start today talking about our talents, why they're important to us um have so many so many resources that I have found that um in the word and also um I usually don't use this but um I love Christian literature and um there's a lady who um she's written several books and um I've had a few of her books and she's called Fuchsia pickett and um I found an excerpt that talk that she uses to talk about You know, the importance of us using our gifts and glorifying God. So I'm going to start with that and then we'll get into God's word. Of course, we come from God's word. And if you should pick it it as a was, a mighty woman of God. And so we're going to begin there. So her excerpt, um, I'm not going to read it all, but an excerpt from her book, um, God's Purpose For you, um, again, it's Fuchsia Pickett, and it was written in two thousand three, and by Charisma Media, and so it is um a phenomenal, uh book. She's a she was a phenomenal writer, and so um she talks about the fivefold cry of the human heart, fivefold cry of the human heart, and so she says there is a dynamic truth. In the Bible, that has been pivotal to my life. It is that within the heart of every person, every born, ever born, is a fivefold cry answered only by an understanding of God's eternal purpose for mankind. This heart cry asks the following questions Who made me? Who is God? What is the purpose of my life? How can I fulfill my destiny? And after this life, what is there? So again, the fivefold cry of the human heart is what Fuchsia Pickett calls it, and she goes on to say these questions are so simple that we stumble over them, yet we so profound that if we cannot answer them. We simply exist without any true sense of direction or meaning for our lives. Until we properly answer these questions, we do not know we are people of destiny. Born at the exact time God intended that we be born. When we discover answers in these questions, our search for identity is over. Now, that's one of my favorite words, identity, because of my true identity ministry that God has given me. We know who God is and who he meant us to be. As soon as children are old enough to ask questions, they begin to wonder where they came from and who made them. Many do not receive satisfactory answers to these questions in the schools or churches they attend. As teenagers, they may turn to drugs, prom- promiscuous sex, even suicide, searching desperately for their identity. I do not believe anyone would ever commit suicide if they understood the truth of God's eternal purpose. Later, as college students, their professors offer them various philosophies in an attempt to answer these basic questions without success Still searching for truth, many turn to Eastern religions, hoping to find answers that will satisfy their heart's cry. Failing to find the answers they seek, which cannot be found apart from knowing God, many people live in a frustration that ends in hopelessness and despair. I'm going to stop right there why are our talents important why are our gifts and what god put on the inside of us so vital to us that's what we're going to talk about from god's words i just wanted to share that excerpt from Fuchsia Pickett about that's why we search that's why we go in all these different places and we try all these different things and we try um Doing all these different things with our lives and they're never fulfilling because that's not God's purpose. So in order to understand his purpose for our life, we have to connect with the giver of the purpose. And so we're gonna talk about why it's so important. So one of the scriptures that I pulled was first Samuel 15, 21 through 2023. 20, and it's the complete Jewish Bible, the Messianic Jewish version of the Bible. Um, and starting with verse 21, it says, But the people took some of the spoil, the best of the sheep and cattle, set aside for destruction to sacrifice to the Lord, or Adonai, as it says here, your God and Gilgal. And Samuel said to them, Does Adonai, or the Lord, take as much pleasure in burnt offerings? and sacrifices, as in obeying what he says. Surely obeying is better than sacrifice, and heeding orders than the fat of rams. I picked this particular scripture to talk about um, as my first scripture is because this all represents doing, just doing stuff, just doing stuff. Just thinking that we're pleasing God by doing things. And, um, you know, sometimes I I say a lot of times we go to church, we come home. We go to church, we come home. There's no fulfillment. We don't tap into the purpose that God has placed on the inside of us so that we can be, be fulfilled by Him. But we have to first get to Him to know what it is. And then I have... Um, Acts 5 and um, it's just I love what um, Apostle Peter said in this particular scripture and it was Acts 5 again Acts 5 and then we're going to just read briefly from verses 27 um, all the way down to 32 and so it says and when they had brought them They set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him, God, has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given those who obey him. So, I read the whole thing there in context, but the main part is um, when Apostle Peter and all the other apostles said to them, we ought to obey God rather than man. And that's important because when we're talking about our talents, our gifts, and our purpose that God has placed on the inside of us, it is so very vital that we understand that we have to obey what God is saying to us rather than what we think um is right or rather what anybody else might think is right whatever we know that god is saying because that goes back to the relationship that we need as we were just saying with um the the excerpt from fuchsia pickett but we have to obey god as we walk out our purpose for our lives and so um those two i wanted to um talk about and then i want to go to the main thing here which is matthew 25 and matthew 25 goes into the parable of the talents and so i wanted to pull that read it talk about it um and remember that um exactly what we read in the excerpt from fuchsia pickett about finding our purpose in 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 for being fulfilled in Christ. And so um this talents um parable a lot of us are familiar with but we just want to refresh ourselves with making sure we understand the context of it. And so in Matthew 25 we're going to start from verse 10 through 28. So starting with verse 10 it says but as they were going off to buy, the bridegroom came. Those who were ready went with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaid came, Sir, sir, they cried, let us in. But he answered, Indeed, I tell you, I don't know you, so stay alert, because you know neither the day nor the hour. So that portion up there um, just pretty much tells us that we need to be... um. On our post, we need to be doing what God has placed on the inside of us because we don't know the time nor the hour that Christ will return, and He expects for us to be um, doing the work of the kingdom um, and not being complacent or not um, waiting on anything but being diligent about doing what God has put in us. And so, in verse 14, it starts um, talking about the parable. For it will be like a man about to leave home for a while who entrusted his possessions to his servants. So entrusted his possessions to his servants. To one he gave five talents, equivalent to a hundred years wages. To another two talents and to another one. To each according to his ability. Then he left. The one who had received five talents immediately went out, invested in it, and earned another five. Okay, so the one with the five talents went out, invested, and earned more. Okay, then similarly, the one given two earned another two. So both, the one with the five and the one with the two, did something with what was given to them. But the one given, one talent, went off, dug a hole and in the ground and hid his master's money. So went, dug a hole, hid it. Did nothing with it. After a long time, verse 19, the master of those servants returned to settle accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the other five, and said, Sir, you, you gave me five talents. Here, I've made five more. His master said to him, Excellent, you are a good and trustworthy servant. You have been faithful with a small amount, so I will put you in charge of a large amount. Come and join in your master's happiness. Verse 22. Also the one who had received two came forward and said, Sir, you gave me two talents. Here I have made two more. His master said to him, Excellent, you are a good and trustworthy servant. You have been faithful with a small amount, so I will put you in charge of a large amount. Come and join your master's happiness. So then we get to verse 24. Now the one who had received one talent came forward and said, I knew you were a hard man. You harvest where you didn't plant and gather where you didn't sow seed. I was afraid, so I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, take what belongs to you, you wicked, lazy servant, said his master. So you knew, knew, did you, that I harvest where I haven't planted, and that I gather where I didn't sow seed. Then you should have deposited my money with the bankers so that when I return, I would at least have given back, gotten back interest with my capital. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10. And so we see here, three examples of three different individuals who had, um, well, talents here are money, equivalent to um, particular money, but um, it is related or being compared to gifts that are given. And so before I say what I believe and what I think from just reading it, um, the Wycliffe Bible commentary um, of the entire Bible Reads about these verses. It says, um, The talents showed that unequal gifts um, used with equal faithfulness will be equally recognized. Um, The preceding parable of the virgin stressed the need for alert preparation for Christ's coming. The talents emphasized the need for faithful service during His absence. Um, and then it talks about the the value of the coins, and um, they're called talents, and, they're, and, and they're, the coins' values were silver. The talents represent differing responsibilities to be exercised in accord with each man's capacity. The first two servants, though possessing different amounts of money, were equally diligent and doubled their capital. The servant who possessed only one talent displayed no diligence and was not challenged um, by his opportunity. Well done, good and faithful servant. Faithfulness is the virtue being examined here. And so that's the Wycliffe Bible Commentary says that faithfulness is what's being examined here. And so be it um, the the parable of the talents and the representation of the gifts um, and faithfulness to God, I see it um, the same way, that God has put different gifts on the inside of each and every one of us. And some of us some in the world meaning um believers and unbelievers alike god made the, the bible says in genesis 1 and that in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and um and created man in his own image so that includes everybody so um and then that just takes me back to the book where you know those that are not walking with god they can't determine or understand their purpose because they're not connected to the source of the purpose but those of us that are walking with God, some of us are still not fulfilling the purpose. Some of us are like the one with the the one talent and we take it and dig a hole and we put it in the ground for various reasons. Um, I know and I'm not talking about anybody other than myself for the longest. For a very long time, I did just that. Um, I, I have many different gifts God has given me. I have the gift of song. I have the gift of teaching. Um, I just have many different gifts um, that he's given me. Ascribing, just different things that God has placed on the inside of me. He did it. I didn't. But for many, many, many years, I've heard God call me. I've heard God calling me. I've heard God say, go minister my truth. Go and tell others about me. I've heard it so many years. And I was like the one with the one talent. I took it and dug a hole, put it in the ground. So that I can, it could be safe. It's there, Lord. I'm still serving you, but I'm not walking in that gift. And so I had to become... Like the other ones with the different talents, that actually immediately moved. Immediately moved, even in fear. I had to move because, as I've gotten older and older, I've sat and I feel like I've just sat and I've sat and I heard God saying, "Use the talent, use what I, the gift, the purpose." And, and go and do what I've said. But I sat. I wouldn't move. And so if you're one of those individuals out there. That you are just sitting there. Or if you're an individual that don't know your purpose. And you're saved. It's time to start seeking God's face. Start seeking God for your purpose. And can I help you? Whatever he's naturally placed on the inside of you, he's going to use for your purpose. That thing that comes just naturally to you, that you've been graced to do, he can use for the purpose he's placed on the inside of you. So that's, that's the little tidbit there. But not only that, those that know you have a purpose, but that purpose has been made greater than God. That purpose will not truly be fulfilled in you. When I say in you, you won't feel fulfilled. You'll keep chasing. You'll keep chasing. You'll keep chasing a dollar. You'll keep trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. You'll keep trying to get it. And you'll keep going after these things because the fulfillment will never come. Because you're not connected to the source that gives the fulfillment that gave you the purpose in the first place. And so you have to connect to the source of life, the one who put purpose on the inside of each and every one of us. And then, and only then, will fulfillment come. Because you can be walking in a purpose, walking in a gift, and leave here not knowing Jesus, and it would profit nothing. For the word of God says, What would profit a man to gain the world? And lose his own soul. And what would a man give in exchange for his soul? So either we are believers and we've hidden our gifts for various reasons. Maybe because of what people might think. Maybe because of fear. Maybe because of rejection. Maybe because of whatever it is. We have to get that talent out of that hole and do what the Master has given us, because when he comes, we want to hear him say, "Well done, Well done. Those that don't know Jesus, I promise you as the best I've ever ever felt in my life coming to Christ. before I got saved, Many, many years ago, I've been saved over 20 years. Many years ago, I used to think, oh, I don't want to be saved. That's that's boring. Um, you got to do all that stuff. And I don't have time for all that. But I was walking around the more Bush, and I felt like I was just running into it, running into it. And I got tired because I felt like there was more. There was someone greater than me and I searched for Christ. I sought Him out and He chased after me without me knowing it. I cried out not realizing that it was Christ that I really needed. So many things that I did, so many things I went through, but Christ was the only one that fulfilled me. The peace, the joy, the happiness that came With relationship and the transformation of my life, I was accustoming something. I did all kind of stuff, but as I've shared before, and none of it fulfilled me. I tried drinking. I never really. I don't know. I never really got into that, but none of it fulfilled me. I was party. I loved the club. Everything. None of it fulfilled me because the fulfiller of my soul. I had to connect with him. And then and only then, as I walked with Christ, again, I took the talent, the talent of ministering, um, teaching um, the word of God to others. I, I hid it. Why? Because that was, that. I said, wait a minute, Lord, that's too much. But then we think about this parable we're reading. Do we want to hear Him say, well done? Are we doing it for ourselves or for Him? And do we really believe that people's souls need to be transformed? Lives need to be transformed. Do we believe it or do we not? Do we believe that the only one that can do that is Jesus? And it's an urgency for us to make sure that we do it. To make sure with whatever gifts he's placed on the inside. If he put a ministry on the inside of you, go dig that talent out of the ground and use it for the glory of God. If there's women, if you've been through molestation, if you've been through uh, domestic violence, whatever it is, God wants to use that because the word says that all things work together for the good. So he'll turn it around for our good. So he wants to use that to go and minister to somebody that might want to take their life, to somebody who just gave up, who don't even know that God loves them, but they need they need to see God through us. Us using the talents and the gifts. If he's giving you a gift of writing. If he's giving you the gift of song. Whatever it is. Helping somebody come out of bondage. Because the word only says. That whom the son set free. Is free indeed. It never said who we set free. Whom our father set free. Our mothers set free. Our grandmothers. But it says who the son set free. Is free indeed. So if the son is calling us. Jesus Christ is calling us to take the talent out of the ground and go and do what he said so that people can be delivered, so that people can be set free. It's time for us to come out of fear. It's time talking to myself like I'm talking to you. It's time for us to come out of fear and break the bondage of fear, rejection and everything else so that we can walk in our talent, walk in the gifts that God has given us and not look back for the word we just read it says that we ought to obey God rather than man. And man, remember we wanted the man the word talking about mankind. We Ought to obey God rather than ourselves, because our flesh would tell us, "No, that I can't do that. That's too much, right there." That's like I just share my testimony, and I had some some. I'm still walking through some things that are very, very uncomfortable for me. But God said, "If I love it." Do I love him enough to go after the souls that he has given me a gift and a talent on the inside to go after with all my heart? Why? Not because of Denise. Because Denise, my flesh, mm -hmm, don't want to do it. But my spirit man has to stand up and take notice and go after God with everything that's in me and go after the people that God Places in my path, the souls, the ministries ministry ministries that are connected in in the under hope in Christ's umbrella, what is he telling you to do? What talents has he given you that you haven't done anything with? what ministry has he placed in your belly because he's already equipped you to do it? I'm saying that to myself. Even if you catch it as well. He's equipped you to do it. Women's going into jails, going into hospitals. What is God saying? That he's gifted you with a caring heart, being a giver. What is it that God has gifted? And where is it, Doug? Where is it? Where is it? Um hidden go dig it up go dig it up and go in the glory of God that he might be glorified in every area of our lives amen thank you Lord thank you Lord for your word we thank you for the gifts and talents you placed on the inside of us, O oh God. And as Fuchsia Pickett said, who is God and who am I and what does he put me here for? God help us, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, to go forth in you, God. To do your will and not our own, God. To walk in your holy, holy call that only you have placed on the inside of us. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. Have a blessed, blessed rest of the week. And continue to use your talent, your gifts for Christ, for his glory. Walk in your true identity and be fulfilled in Jesus.